in the year of our Lord, 2019. A lot of motherfuckers was rapping, man. Like, rapping, rapping is back, baby. Even, like, <laughs> people you wouldn't think would be, like, rapping, rapping. Like, right, yeah. you have to kind of be able to rap to be big now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're in it. the era of rapping, rapping. Definitely here for it. I mean, the uh, baby raps his ass off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm here yeah. for that shit. Okay, yeah. did you guys watch the SNL? I, I saw his performance. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't. I, I saw didn't. his performance. I didn't. Lucia, my lovely wife, shout out Lucia, insists he was wearing a muscle shirt underneath his Absolutely. clothes. Absolutely. That's part of his thing? Absolutely. He, he well, hmm. I, I'm of two minds. I know why she says that. I also feel like Da Baby, who has been a favorite of mine on the show this season, is is an athlete. I think in another life he is playing in the SEC somewhere. <laughs> if you watch his show, it is athletic. Totally, like he's sprinting and uh, running around and being right, crazy. Right. You know who else is very athletic is the woman that he brings out in his videos and performances, whose main move is like the backwards legs up, up and in out, the air. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then she hits the like split yeah. and then throws. I guess for her it would be her right leg up above her elbow mm-hmm. and does more twerk splits. Jeez. Yeah, That's which which MVP. I can tell you from experience nice. is not easy uh, <laughs> wow. to she do. She is the real MVP. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the three men who are talking about uh, twerking on your fake radio are myself, Damone Carter. I'm joined by Nate LeBlanc. Also wearing a muscle shirt. <laughs> muscle cardigan <laughs> um and dave who has a fucking jacket on dude it's cold in here dog it's, it's wild here, he's like my game's so cold <laughs> <laughs> gotta and wear a jacket it's good to be back though i was away for this uh, little influenza sabbatical we so. missed you it's great yeah. to be back and that was a sick episode that you guys did thanks buddy um, yeah really but, enjoyed but it. we missed your side eye as, uh, <laughs> as me and nate <laughs> went 12 silence. rounds about disney i got so much pushback about the fucking disney shit that i was just like <laughs> i got pushback about your disney shit <laughs> <laughs> Here for it. Here for it. Um, gotta minus. say, recording a beautiful Needle to the Groove That's right. in That's downtown right. San Jose, That's California. Right. Thank right. you, Alan, Michael, Tucker, everybody at the sh- shop for giving us a home. 100%. Um, I do feel like the show has gotten better since we moved oh, in. Absolutely. Here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. We are surrounded by vinyl. Uh, We're an amazing record shop, ninth in Santa Clara, yeah. if, you're in, uh, if you're ever in San Jose. And yeah, it's it's definitely part of a bunch of things that have happened during season two right. that have caused us to uh, moderately level up. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we try to check ourselves and not really flex too much, but uh, look, I mean, we had a pretty good year. We yeah. had a good year. Yeah. As I explained to, let's say, my family members at Thanksgiving, just to use a random example that definitely didn't happen, <laughs> we're doing good in our niche, right? Yeah, which right. is like we right. nerdy and or like cinematic street rap underground hip-hop podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're into those 12 things, um, we are your podcast. I got some great feedback from a, a friend of mine who I used to work with um, who was asking me, like, she's on the younger end. She's like, I, I want to know about new rap. I want to get into it. I'm like, I have a whole ass podcast. She was like, I'm a visual learner. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that was so superbly curving me and never listening to my podcast that I'm going to use that going forward. Visual learner. She's like, here's what I'm not going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Sift through a hundred episodes of you shitting on Disney movies so I can hear about Griselda. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Just, just give her the Billy Woods record. I'm sure she loves it. There it, it. is. There She'll it is. It. Hiding places, everybody, for uh, for Christmas. So we this episode that we're doing today is all about the 2019 best of 
something that I was really I had like little anxiety about going into November. It's stressful. Um, it's 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 stressful as if you guys care about our opinions, but um, just kind of sifting through and landing on what were the best things that happened because mm-hmm. uh there were quite a few things that happened right. this year that were that were really good so it, it was it a tough process for you guys as well i remember a couple of years ago we were talking about how great of a year was for rap and you yeah know, this year i'm just like wow i think it trumped that you know possibly yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i will say this i pardon me based on doing this last year I told myself I would take notes throughout the year. I'm yeah. not a spreadsheet guy. I'm like a notes app guy. So I okay. f- opened up a note, and in January, I wrote down like one thing I liked. Yeah. Nothing comes out in January. I looked back at the note just to see what was on there, and I had given up in March. <laughs> and like some of the things didn't even get to like the list. They were like, yeah, I did enjoy that. But um, the the one thing that really helped me is I got invited to send in lists of the best 25 singles and best 25 albums for the passion of the weiss shout out passion um, of the weiss. year-end stuff and i was like well i have to take that seriously yeah. so like i did the homework for that much harder than i would have done the homework for this <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, that, no I, I get you uh uh passion of the weiss is kind of like the 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 not the paper but the yeah. internet the space of, of record, record for yes. our little world absolutely no, absolutely no. shout out to uh to to weiss and all all those folks but you don't want to leave anything off and you also don't want to like put your taste on the line of like liking something yep. that is totally, like, totally. gonna not age badly quite good enough yeah it's, it's like there's a lot of like the homies records and stuff like right, that and it's like right. where do you throw the bone right it's, it's definitely anxiety inducing yeah you know what i mean um yeah there's just uh, there's just too much to like realize yeah, no. And since I, I didn't keep track throughout the year, I ended up reading tons of lists, and then I'm like, "Is this a list of lists, mm-hmm. or is this a list of music?" And mm-hmm. it's like, so you don't really have time mm-hmm. to go re-listen to the year. Totally. You have to remember how you felt, and you, play count does matter. Yeah, and like, I was going to say that. There's such right. like controversy this year. I feel like full on backlash about the Spotify wrapped up things, mm-hmm. and we can get into yeah. that if you guys want to. Uh, mine was kind of absurd. Um, I always feel like I don't I don't just listen to rap, so it's like not that helpful for right. this. Is list. it to, to right. decipher yeah. what what the top rap records yeah. were? OK, OK. Best record of this. The best rap record is the White Album. That can't possibly <laughs> <Yeah>. be. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. I, I do think that for personally for me, the the streaming um, kind of tally stuff really helps because I approach it from what records that I fuck with this year. Mm-hmm. Really tough. And what that ends up being for me, and I'm not on Spotify, but what that ends up being for me uh, in my kind of playlist count is fucking Gunlib, Ferragamo Funeral, and Crime Pays have like a kabillion <laughs> listens. And it's like the drop off after that is pretty steep. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, a lot of R&B after that. But, um, I'm but, also not a song guy, which sounds weird because you have to listen to songs to mm, listen to albums. Sure. But I'm, I, I really pay attention to what albums drop and like, if generally speaking, the best songs on those albums are what I think are the songs of the year. So the lists really like reflect each other. You yeah. so so yeah. it's derivative for you. It's derivative of the best albums. It's like I can pay attention to albums. I can't. How, you can't pay how attention the to fuck songs. Do you pay attention to every single good <laughs> song that comes out? It's difficult, but I feel like sometimes a song will just fucking smack you in the face, yeah. and then it's like I kind of don't care for the album. Right. You know. Yes. I, I think for me, it's it's gotten to the point where perhaps this is about um, how I listen to music, and so right. for me, right. um, I'm just in the car a fucking sh- an insane amount of time, and so things that resonate with me in the car. 
um, are going to be the things that yeah. I that I play and that I that skirt. I fuck with. Yeah, no, that's really bad. Uh, <laughs> skirt, skirt. My son actually <laughs> asked me one day, was like, car ad he was like, why do people go skirt, skirt? Um, not sure. Well, son, when a man loves a woman very much, <laughs> that's skeet, skeet, actually. Um, so, so for me, it's it's definitely been this. Uh, you know, there's a particular type of, and I, I think I'm the exact opposite. I I love the idea of an album. It's really hard for me to sit through one. Mm-hmm. So so I'm very much like, what are the hottest joints? Mm-hmm. What are the joints that I go back and I want to play over and over again to where it's like, am I suffering from depression? Uh, I kind of do both because I feel like the album is the full statement. You know what I mean? So like, while Crime Pays is dope, I mean, we all listen to the, the entire album, though. Y'all do. You know what I mean? You didn't at all? <laughs> Y'all do. Um, no, I, I didn't. I, if we're talking about Pinata specifically. Um, bandana. bandana. Bandana is the one from this year. God damn it. Uh, bandana, if we're talking about Bandana specifically, and just all albums. I mean, I guess I'm really just outing myself. I gravitate towards the four or five songs that I love the shit out of. And I really just, I really kind of gravitate and stick with those. I mean, the Unless, world is heading your way. Like, we're in a song world. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I just like I don't have I guess I'm not such a big playlist maker. So like how do you listen to all these songs? So and like if a song is only on YouTube, do you just like keep a tab open? No, with no, that no. Song absolutely and not. Then absolutely press refresh? Not. Like, no, absolutely. I don't not. get no, how no, people are. No, t- you just save no. it to your mix uh, list. Like you, you can make a playlist on YouTube. Just press the add button. Oh. Yeah. And then it just becomes a part of a of a of a mega playlist. I go exactly. songs, exactly. songs I fuck with, which is like 200 plus songs. But there were some really uh, dope albums that came out. I, you know, even I, as the short attention span listener, can admit sure. that. And we'll we'll definitely kind of get into um, our album of the year uh, uh, selections this year for our uh, fake award show that we call the Dad Bods. Are we calling Dad Bods? Yeah, we, we kind of workshopped that last year. It was going to be the Daddy Awards, yeah. and then we figured that didn't hit. Well, quite the way we wanted it to. Well, there's a certain, uh, you know, there's connotation <laughs> I like to the that. Daddies, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave the poppy daddies. Uh, <laughs> the poppy awards. Um, so, yeah. so we're we're uh, you know, call them the dead bods, call them the daddies, call them call them what you will. We for this year uh, solicited input from a bunch of our kind of listener contributor folks. So shout out Friends to everybody. Of the program. Friends of the program. We really appreciate you guys. This is the in. first year. I'm not going to name names that one of the artists who was named on my list also contributed feedback. I was very proud of that. Yeah, that's cool. That that's, was a, awesome. that's a flex. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then, yeah, some, some familiar folks. Uh, Thank you, we... Mad Lib. <laughs> <laughs> we wish. God, that people would be People who we interact with on Twitter, people we interact with on IG, people who we've had on the show, kind of fellow writer folks. Um, yeah, it was. Re- yeah. I, I really enjoy the ballot dispersal process, and really, really enjoy seeing them. Yeah, uh, yeah. When, yeah. They, when they come back, I'm like the first to click, and I'm like, ooh. It's nice that we cultivated this little uh, intelligentsia. Totally, you know what I mean? Totally. Great. Lo- the, loving the, the community. Vibe. The, the punditry has chimed in, and so we are going to go over. Um, we kind of amalgamated what people sent us as, and then heavily weighted our own opinions because we're dicks. <laughs> um, and then we came up with these with these picks that are kind of consensusy, but will we'll stand as record. Um, and what I'm committing to right now, so Nate can hold me to it, is I want to do, uh, through our dad bod Spotify, 
um, our individual picks for songs and albums. I, I want to have playlists out for folks. Um, so look out for those um, coming coming through our social media channels. But we are going to go through a, a bunch of categories, hand out some awards, um, and then we, we have an interview with one of uh, the primary awardees that we're going to do. So I am usurping Nate's uh, producer role and saying we're going to take a break. <laughs> and on the other side of it, we'll be right back with the Dad Bod Rap Pod 2019 Awards. Dad Bob Rap Pod Awards 2019. This is our second year of of doing these, and I did not go back and look at 2018 to see if we were jackasses. Um, oh, like did our things hold up? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, I think we will remember a little <laughs> category told uh, what person was going to blow up in 2019. I believe I had YBN Corday. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Corduroy is out here. a pretty good prognosticator <laughs> of rap stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Young Corduroy is out there. Also Nailed dating Naomi, Naomi Osaka. Um, so, you know, I give the kid points. And he actually made my list a couple times. Even though Nate has labeled me as an anti uh, corduroy uh, <laughs> militant, but uh, yeah, so so maybe uh, we'll some did, some didn't. I still, I think I said it when we came back for the season two or whatever. We were so stupid we didn't put Tana Talk three in anything. Oh. We didn't. It wasn't on our radar yet. We right. had not really absorbed. No, it yet. totally. It so Butcher wasn't coming yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Butcher was en route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously, um, and yeah, we'll we'll parse through that. I should have I should have picked out that list. But uh, yeah, I really wanted last year. I really wanted Arm and Hammer, Paraffin. I would say that's still clearly the best record to me. But we picked Daytona, uh, Pusha as T a as consensus record, right? Uh, and it was right. that was a lot based on contributor feedback. Yeah. Um. So yeah, sure, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I you, I, want I, a, you want an EP <laughs> with one unlistenable Santeria song as your uh, album of the year? You got it, America. <laughs> Santeria was pretty bad. So this year we we expanded our our pool as we mentioned before um, to I want to say we had like ten contributors if if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Yeah. Um, plus our own our own input, and we have landed on a set of awards that we're going to go through. First category that we are going to uh, award is for the Senior Circuit Award. Which a kind of theme of the ballots that we received is there was very little consensus for mm -hmm. most of the things mm -hmm. except for this category. Right. Yeah, which which honestly we don't get a lot of quality uh, product on this every year, but right. but this year I think there was there was a great legacy uh, project that came out and the the award goes to Gangstar. One of the best yet. One of the yep. best yet. Um, I play full clip instrumental. <laughs> yeah. Insert. I I remember just playing it from the top in the kind of live 
intro thing and just literally getting goosebumps like fucking right, shit right, man right. it's like hearing an old conversation between friends totally you know what i mean yeah it's just really good to like have that there and you know uh when you listen to gangstar like you it doesn't strike me as ultra personal music but all their albums have been very personal and this one the whole you know backstory with guru and and getting the the rights to the songs and stuff yeah it's just kind of ridiculous and then to finally hear it and it'd be good. Yes. You know, and com- it's a relief. Yeah, it's comforting. Yeah. It was comforting yeah. to hear. So. Were, you, were you thrown off by the, the lead single, the advanced single from with J. Cole on it? I actually think it's a really good song, mm-hmm. and I don't think he belongs on it, but I'm not right. currently mad at it. Yeah. Like, okay. I thought it was an odd choice, mm-hmm. but it's clearly like a an effort to breach totally. the generations yeah. or whatever. And, and, and of those people, I suppose he's the most right. backpacky yes, or whatever. Right, 100%. Because, so, I mean, um, I, I did that interview with Primo for The Fader recently, and uh, he said he was trying to get Drake on that cut, which yeah. sounds like, you know, for once I'm down with the J. Cole pick. Right. You know? That is hilarious. The substitution. I, hilarious. I, he does a couple things on that song that I think are annoying. Totally. Like rhyming with a ghost and, like, a precious pebble. Like, what the fuck is that? But <laughs> it, it, was very, it was very feromanchy, but... Um, you say that like it's a right. bad thing? No, 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 no. You assume it's a bad thing in classic <laughs> Nate fashion. Um, <laughs> you got to give me more on that. He's just, his cadence is he's, and I'm not the first to say this. Other really? people pointed this shit out, is that he's doing feral Manchian things. And we're like, dude, why, why do we really? need you to do that? I, I must have missed I that. did not get that from that. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Because then it would be good. <laughs> but um, feral Munch stretches and expands. Like He was just sort of like. Stuttering. I, I didn't say he was doing a great throw, <laughs> right, but right, right, but, right. but don't go back and listen to that song. It's unnecessary. Ah, I listen to it all the time. It's actually on the radio on a couple of things I listen to. And to okay. me, the beat is reminiscent of Above the Clouds, which is yeah, like probably one yeah. of my favorite beats of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love Primo in that like kind of loose mode. Yeah, yeah. Or not every. It's not like grimy Timberlandy. Right, like, gotcha. you know, like, right. Kind of gotcha. like the floating up above that. Like I, I think nature. it's. I think it's great. And actually, uh, Guru's delivery especially on that last verse where it didn't have to have that last verse it, it could have ended with the j cole song yeah. and that's that would be a normal song structure and then guru comes back in and it's all aggressive mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. it's a yeah. very interesting choice yeah yeah there's that track with him and mop and it kind of sounds like he's yelling a little yeah, bit totally. i love yeah. it i love it yeah so we we i was surprised in that we knew that these were verses that were kind of cold and then repurposed with with beats, I think the beat selection was fucking impeccable. Mm-hmm. It's shit that holds up without sounding super old, but without betraying kind of the gangstar right. sound. Right. It, it, reminiscent of the kind of valedictory tribe album. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. No, that's a great corollary. Made a big splash yeah. when it came out. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. got people thinking about the group again. But right. are you really gonna be listening to it a ton? No, because it's, it's a legacy it record. It's a legacy out. record. It's yeah. a legacy yeah. record. It's something to affirm and say that. Um, yeah, that the greatness of Gangstar was kind of not cemented, but it's just like a really cool cherry on top yeah, of yeah. their of their discography. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I think we forget is that there's gonna be some kid come that comes along ten years hence mm-hmm. yeah. that this is his kind of first right. uh his or her first kind of foray into it and right. I think this is like really legit no, right. to totally. that end. There's someone yeah. born right now who's never heard of Guru. Right. You know, right. that will. That that will because this this record will be around for a while and so uh it's a very well made record yeah yeah, if that's their intro to gangstar they would understand gangstar in like a way that i think is fundamental and i think that's cool so my little heartwarming anecdote quite literally is um i when i first heard this record i was in a really bad mood i was in the airport 
uh, in Denver coming back from a business trip. I missed my wife. I was starving. It was freezing. And I was DMing with Dave because I'm pretty much always DMing with Dave. And he's like, oh, you're in a bad mood? Here, have the new Gangstar album. <laughs> Basically, no one has heard it. So I was like, I like put my, I put it on my phone and I put my headphones in and I closed my computer and I just walked up and back and down the like lengths of terminal one miles of denver airport and i just had this weird little smug look on my face going like (laughs) i have heard the new gangstar album and and you have not (laughs) (laughs) it's one of the best it really (laughs) did cheer me up dude that was a very nice gesture thank you that's awesome awesome. that's dope yeah so we're we're you know we're big fans every one of our contributors that was pretty much um my i'll give a a slight honorable mention and this is going to seem really weird but i don't give a fuck um, it's my podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, Missy did. Missy Elliott had a decent yeah, yeah, yeah. legacy record this yeah, year that yeah. I that I fuck with too. And like, I it did not do it for me. Yeah, yeah. no, um, I hear you. But she she sure did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, speaking of honorable mentions, I I want to shout out uh, Master Ace's record. With, oh, that's uh, a good one with Marco Polo. Yeah. In. Okay. And speaking of Pharaoh Mach, they had a song called Fight Song, which I think was the best track off of that. Nice. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's I, funny. I, I I think the Pharaoh Mach song is the best song on the Brother Ali record. That, is there a theme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also the Gangstar record. No, yeah. <laughs> kidding, uh, kidding. My honorable mention would be, and this was from contributor feedback. Thank you all. Uh, the Little Brother record. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of funny because Fonte won the senior circuit last oh, year. Oh, right, right. He dominates the senior circuit. He's yes. the Vince Carter <laughs> of the senior circuit And right now. not to make the podcast always about the podcast, but if you have not listened to our Little Brother episode, you really should because yeah. Fonte was one of the best guests we've ever had, and his interview is probably the best interview we've ever done. <laughs> just yeah. in terms of being entertaining. He's yeah, entertaining. funny, and he's a music nerd. Like, right, right. I just, I was, I, I still go back and listen to that sometimes. Like, yeah. I think he's, he was such a good guest. Like, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Great, great interview. Yeah, yeah. I remember nerding out and just laughing. A ton. Totally. Like, so okay, definitely go back. I think that's in the 80s somewhere. That sounds right. Somewhere odd. So definitely 74? go back. 74? 70, 77. <laughs> We're out here. Too. We're out here flexing. <laughs> um, so that was that was senior circuit. We'll move on to um, kind of a strange category this year, anyway. It's just funny we don't pay attention to this, and yet we do this every year. Absolutely, right. and then we kind of like, oh, I don't know, but we. But I find that hip hop fans for this category, which is best instrumental record, mm-hmm. I find that every head though has one. Has one. Right. It's not like right. there's fifteen to call right. through, right. but uh, but everybody has one. There was no consensus pick, so we'll just kind of kick it around. Uh, yeah, no, Nast- o- no official winner, but um, my best instrumental record this year, and someone this record kind of turned me on to their whole body of work, and it's someone I'm really interested in, was called The Gold Room by this producer named Sadu Gold. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, okay. I, th- I think it's a, a, the only thing I could say about it, and it's not really like the deep criticism you've come to expect from Dad Bod Rap Pod is, <laughs> it's a vibe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, I think it's it's cool. It's a yeah. good record. I like okay. to smoke and put it on in the back. Not the background, the mid-ground. Right. You okay. know what I mean? It's okay. like, it's not, I don't put it on in the car. I don't put it on when I'm doing the dishes. I like, like I put it on when I have people over. It's like, mm-hmm. it's this cool, woozy. Ambient. Um, yeah, but like. More than beats, ambient. Beats. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay. yeah, it's cool. It's good. I want to learn more about him. I started following him on some social medias. Like, I'm now interested in him. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And then one more time, what was it? Uh, Sadu Gold, S A D H U G O L D, and the album is called The Gold Room. Dope. Okay. Really Dope. cool art, Dope. really cool record. I would recommend everyone checking it out. Okay. okay. All right. Perfect. David? Well, you know, uh, the, I, I'm not, uh, the thing with instrumental albums and why everybody might kind of not have one is because it's like, I, I just can't picture people exploring instrumental albums. Like, it was like, 
the era of Ninja Tune. You know what I mean? Where you I, I do, to... but there's like so we 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 often allude to this beat scene we don't understand, that's true. and that's that's, that's true. people's whole world. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm not I, ours. I'm we, acknowledging. We, we enjoy that. talking. Yeah. No, I mean there there are producers I've never heard of who have a million followers. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, for me, um, it's a per, it's a person who's had a stellar uh, couple years. Um, he's certainly killing it with like the whole recent style, and um. It is Derringer's uh, Baker's Dozen release. That's a yeah. really good record. Uh, absolutely yeah. killing it. And as Nate mentioned earlier, like there's drums on this one, you know. <laughs> um, and I think it, it is kind of it, it is kind of you know macabre and kind of slow, but I think it is kind of mid ground. Like you know, it has some um, it catches your you know some character. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you'll bob also your head to it. Also, a DBRP guest. Yeah, one hundred percent. In the sixties or we 70s. had him and Obliv back to back, and then I had yeah. this really weird thing where I went to Amoeba. But I had like two minutes to go, so I just went to an end cap and grabbed Obliv's record and mm. Derringer's record and that new Marvin Gaye record and like ran to the register. That was it. And like <laughs> spent all my money and I was like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> um, I want to give honorable mention to D Styles' record yes. also. Yes, like, absolutely. I don't always have the patience for, you know, super scratchy scratch records these days, but, it, right. but it's good, man. It I is really a good like record. the samples and, um, yeah. Shout out! Shout out to D Styles. Yep. I don't think it's sample snitching, but uh, he samples this anti-pop consortium and a particularly a Beans verse. Mm-hmm. Beans was also a guest on the Bad <laughs> We flexing. Um, <laughs> but it's always been one of my favorite uh, anti-pop consortium and especially Beans parts. And it's like I have that twelve inch. I fucked with the acapella, right. but then to hear a master, yeah, flip it, and you're Nuts. like, oh, that's yeah. how you do it. Nuts. Yeah. It was Nuts. so cool. So Nuts. so since we're on we're on the flex tip, D Styles definitely a, a a friend and a mentor. So I, oh, yeah. I I hit him up after the record came out, and I was like, dude, do you want to be on the podcast? He's like, I'm out of the country right now. <laughs> um, when I return, we per- shall see. Yeah, That's perhaps hilarious. I'll fuck with y'all. No, I've but, always gotten the sense he's not a big talker. Am no, I correct not a, in not that at all. assumption? Not at all. 100%. Maybe because yeah. I've been a fan of his for 25 years and I've never heard him speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He speaks through scratching. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but uh, like, we, hold on, I need six months to go find the records and say I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> his interesting cat. Um, maybe we'll have him on in, in the in the not too distant future. My my instrumental record of the year was by a producer that I also, to Nate's point, I did not know about before this record. And it's called, on the tip of Vibe, it's called Moods. Um, mm. And it's by a producer named Stro Miller. Oh, man. Um, you guys are getting all cutty on the on Yeah, the yeah. Jesus. And I, I, I can't even really tell you how I came upon it, but um, it's this really interesting record where, I don't know, I don't even know if it's sample snitching in the fact that he's just using really recognizable oh, okay. records. Okay. Um, like he flips Walk Like an Egyptian um, to where, number one, I didn't know what the fucking lyrics of that song were because he slows <laughs> it down to maybe to maybe half time, mm, mm. but it's this amazing chop that he does with it. He does some other stuff with some uh, uh, Marvin Gaye tunes um, and some tribe stuff. I mean, it's, so is it like a streaming only kind of a thing, or like a band campy? Like how, I, how I, I found one... it on streaming, streaming. Mm. Okay, so it's it's out there, but it really. Um, it's the type of instrumental record that I would say I wouldn't normally listen to. And so I was really intrigued that, like, why is this catching my ear so much? But he really started with some very recognizable stuff um, and kind of did interesting flips, almost on the border of, like, is this a cover? Is this a re-edit? Like, it's very much in this kind of zone of that. But I, I just I listened to it so much, I can't, I can't front like that wasn't my record. 
Um, so yeah, so that would be my instrumental record. Okay, of I have to. I'm trying to find it. Um, oh, here it is. And what is it again? Can you get Stro Stro Miller Stro Miller, and it's called Moods. I have to give a shout out to a friend of the program, Sun Ra, and I don't think he'd mind me saying that he submitted this. I was sitting around doing work on a future podcast project on Friday night, and I was flipping through the responses, and I got to his ballot, and it's best instrumental album, and it goes Merlot, Dolos, and parenthetically, it just goes, it ain't a hell, it ain't a hip hop album. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay. So I was just okay. like, I'm gonna throw this on. I'm a little high. I have like my wife is not home. Like, right. let's just see what this is all about, and it like blew my mind really okay. not in like i love this it's just like whoa okay Far this out. is crazy okay so if you like some crazy left field electronic shit which mm. apparently sosh really does Here for um it. it's this the artist is called merlot and the album is called dolos okay okay and yeah i was okay. like the programming and just the like the headspace of that record was really crazy and like i'm not really exploratory on like the beat scenes i don't listen to any dance music at all really because and, and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, quick shout out there. Right on. Uh, next category, we have Rookie of the Year. This is the 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 young spitter that we think is going to do big things. As Nate mentioned last year, his was um, YBN Corday, um, which was like, you know, he's the John Morant of last year. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> he made it seem really so dark horsey, but a lot of hate. Yeah. Um, no, I mean people knew he was coming though. He really he people really named me. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Nate's cardigan is flaring up here. Um well, you'll see on this one I'll be right twice. Yeah. No, and I and I do have to admit with this with this um with this selection, this is somebody that I found out from I found out about from Nate. Uh, and this is another guest, and we're not just doing that, but it was another guest right, of the program. Right. It doesn't hurt. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> um, and this was uh, Mavi, right. who we we interviewed a, a, a couple episodes ago, who was an acolyte of uh, Earl Sweatshirt, who was on Feet of Clay, and had his own uh, great project called Let the Sun Talk. Um, just really, really dense, um, insightful, thoughtful, um, and just a spitter, man. I, yeah, I think he's totally. definitely big things uh, um, coming from, from him. From the, you know, um, Earl's ilk. And um, sure. just just so enjoyable, man. It's one of those records that, like, sucker punched me towards the end of the year. I think Nate was just like, hey, check out this kid. Mm -hmm. And immediately the cover art was kind of moving. It was fucking yeah. very striking. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I and I think Earl produced a, produced a track on there as well. Yeah. And that song's fucking sick. sick. Yeah. Sick. And I didn't find out till afterwards. Um, big fan. This guy's going places, man. I love how he hooked up with No Name. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. He's definitely on that wave. He 100%. sold out of his vinyl bundles for this record before he could put up his Instagram post. That's wild. He sold out Nuts. of it just from the Twitter post, which Not I was yet. trying to get on there too. Yeah. yeah. Um so the Mavi I, I'm predicting big things. I really think he's special. I think that I would love to see what he does next. Right. I think I I'm just so curious. But I also want to give a shout out, honorable mention, um to Midhane. Mm. Um mm. and his album, which the title is Reach Out. Okay. Hold on. Own Pace, Own Pace by Midhane is another record I've gotten really into in the last couple of months. Do you want to spell Midhane just so uh, people know what we're talking about? M-E-D-H-A-N-E. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I would recommend everyone checking that album out. And it, it is kind of in that kind of post-Earl, like kind of like oh, okay. swirly, psychedelic, okay. in touch with the feelings, but like spitting okay. kind okay. of category. Like I, we could do a whole thing on what you call that and like what that is. But right. um, I'm with it. Let's get him on the program. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would love to love to do that. And I, I think I think. He's really, really talented, okay. and I think, okay. I think when we when we do this next year, we'll be like, "Dang, Nate was right." <laughs> <laughs> so Nate is basically the Billy Bean of this shit. Like he's he's picking up doesn't work in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> he's picking out prospects. So yeah, so I think the goal for any for any rookie of the year prospect is to be to get to the point where you won't answer the dad bod rap pod requests for interviews. <laughs> So that that I think that is the metric of of if you're you're really uh, going places. Um, so that was rookie of the year. Let's get into an interesting category which we call most disappointing album of the year. So our our punditry base um, there wasn't necessarily a consensus, but a record that came up pretty pretty frequently. I can't talk right now. Um, was Schoolboy Q's Crash mm. Talk, mm. Um, which, as a person who I consider myself, I, I really like the guy's work, I, I did think it was trash. I think, mean, you know, to go Lynn and Walton. Ooh. Yeah, it just wasn't good. Yeah. I, the only thing that got me a little bit hype for the Schoolboy Q album, which I agree is not good, but I'm not really that into him, so I couldn't say I was disappointed by it per se, was that Jeff Weiss did that funny article in GQ where he went and played golf with Schoolboy right, Q. Right. And then like they had the like the, the layout of all like the golf fashions with Schoolboy Q, which was just <laughs> such a weird little pairing and moment. But you just by the tone of the article you kinda got the sense that like he wasn't he's not in like a bar spitting point of his life he's mm -hmm. like in a like dropping his daughter off at right. school kind of like well, point in his course. life yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. it it kind of showed yeah apparently yeah. i don't well, know well just just a really uneven um schoolboy q can be very varied in his approaches to making a particular mm. type of music but i just i found the project to be kind of all over the place and not really indicative of of his talent and like what he uh. really brings so I, I was disappointed. Dave, did you I did didn't you hear even Crash listen Talk? to it, but I, I didn't because of exactly everything you guys have been saying. Really? Like, okay. that's, all, that's all I heard. And actually, I mean, I've never been the hugest uh, Schoolboy Q fan, I mean, okay. frankly. Okay. Uh, you brought up an amazing point off mic that I want to return to in that um, I think the Chance album Big Day yeah. uh, was pretty hyped up and people were really checking for that but not a single person in our milieu considered it to be disappointing perhaps because they weren't checking for it for right. Not, right. Not right. something they did but on a mainstream level especially in terms of like performance mm -hmm. that has to be one of the most disappointing albums of the oh, year oh absolutely right? especially right. because it's his fourth first album right um, <laughs> that he's coming out with and yeah i think um i think our base of contributors like you said probably like uh we weren't checking for that anyway so disappointment deals with expectation and they they probably didn't have any mm -hmm. but i did i i liked coloring book yeah. um and i thought that he was in a unique position to do something really interesting. Well, right. I mean, he had like, an, and I think he's still on. I don't think this really derailed his career, right. though no. he couldn't have no. like wanted this to go the way it did. He got like slapped in the face by the reaction to it. And I think there was somewhat of an overcorrection 
because he was just like Kit Kat commercials and teddy oh, right, bear suits right, and right, totally. all kinds of stuff that's not musical was kind of being repaid yeah, a little bit. Totally, and I think totally. the discourse around the album was a little bit more harsh than it needed to be. Well, but I did listen to it on release day and was offended by how bad it was. Oof, yeah, same, it same here. And that's coming from a fan. I yeah, mean, yeah same fan. here. Same right. here. I was I went into it kind of wanting to like it, which is always a, a dangerous right. uh, thing to do. But I went into it wanting to like it and also wanting to like um, give him a chance on his this aesthetic that he's trying to build kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, that's wholesome. Right. I didn't want to shit on the record because it wasn't raunchy, because Mm -hmm. it wasn't. But all that aside, um, sonically, it's not fun. Like, it's just not a good time. Uh, yeah. And I feel like the covers weird and such. The covers weird. It's kind of like he leaned into the most annoying parts of <laughs> his brand, right, right? And like he just leaned in. Somebody had the most beautiful kind of synopsis of this on Twitter, but it was it was something to the effect of like he's rapping over the Office um, theme song for like seventeen fucking tracks. Like the shit is <laughs> the shit is. And I'm sorry for the person on Twitter who did that because that was shit was funny, but. It it was it was just it wasn't fun. It was too bright, too poppy, and also too weird at the same time. Um, so yeah. So hopefully, I feel like I think he got the feedback. I think he mm. he's heard the memo on that, and I'm I'm still interested in what he would do next. I sure, just don't think sure. this is. I mean, his... he's a creative dude. I mean, creative force really, but definitely not album of the year. It's, no. it's <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, he has. Uh, personified the internet concept of wife guy <laughs> yeah that was such, i think, oh, I think that's a big reason why people got sick of it like you can do a track about how much you love your wife yeah you can't really do an album about how much you love your wife <laughs> as 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 a as a recurring trope see I, and that's the part actually i struggle with because i go yes but you know Pusha t was talking about ripping a woman's rib out and and giving her fake breast and like we were like oh he's the hardest dude ever like so how i you say it right huh? <laughs> it's all how you say it I, yeah. I guess yeah it's it's how you put it together so that's what i'm saying is i don't i don't dismiss him outright even for like the jesusy stuff you know and i'm not a super christian yeah, i but hear you I hear uh, it, I it's hear it's all how you do it it's all how mm-hmm. you set it mm-hmm. up <clears throat> mm-hmm. and um but i was what i like about this album i guess the one thing is i learned about the concept of a wife guy um, used to be one, um, <laughs> and uh, and that was hella funny to me. So I, it linked me to the article that where the the concept of wife guy mm. is is surfaced, and uh, so I got something out of it. Um, what's not on here? This was a category last year, but it's connected to this record. Was weirdest collab, mm. and I think he had it. It's it's Chance and Randy Newman. <laughs> um, weird, Jesus. just fucking weird. Like that that's shit. something you record and shelve. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't put outable. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's it, like it, you tried it. If magic happened, yeah, uh, cool. It did. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like a Pixar movie that went horribly Ooh, wrong. Totally. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm one. the only person who ever talks about this, and I've probably talked about it more times than anyone actually listened to the song. But it reminds me of the drama in Neil Young. <laughs> cut that I'm like Which I still with haven't listened to. Existing. I need to. Okay. Oh man, okay. it That's, shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that was a uh, chances big day it was actually a small day. Um, <laughs> next category is. Best producer alive, um, which in this era, we're in a new era of, you know, there's just a lot of beat makers and there's right, a lot of right. folks who are who are doing amazing work. But with that being said, I still think there's a cream of the crop. And this was born out um, in our uh, in our contributor right. um, responses. And so it's it's a dual uh, award that's going to 
uh, DJ Muggs and Alchemist. Right, right. It's a tie. Yeah, I it's, think. I think how it's exciting! Ha- yeah, I think it's hard exactly. to understate um, how important Alchemist was. I mean, he was literally like on everything. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, yeah. the, this one track off this one comp's pretty tight. Oh, Alchemist. Right. Yeah. You know? Why do I like this song so much? Yeah. Oh, Alchemist. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Muggs is ridiculous on this run. absurd run. Yeah. yeah. Um, where he is doing all these cool, grimy little projects with mm-hmm. all these young up and coming cats. And right. I, it's for me, Dude. it's really exciting. I think it's the best late in the game producer run ever. I mean, it is, may be. is RZA still doing that shit? You Not know, even yeah. Yeah. yeah, Pete Rock's still doing that shit. Yeah, well, Muggs he, is doing shit with Crime People Apple. really like that that's Skyzoo true. album. That's true. That's we, true. I take that back. Besides that, <laughs> we've never talked about that, and I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like one part of that album. Yeah. yeah. Um, the <laughs> a, a name that came up on a couple of ballots, which was surprising to me, and like I need to investigate. Apparently, was not. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm late. Yeah, I'm, I'm late. Like, is is He's this got person some yeah. someone who could be considered the best wow. rapper or producer, producer alive? alive? I need. I have some like homework to do. Homework right. to do because like, we right. value we the deeper. contributions of our contributors. Yeah. Right. Totally, and right. I think um, there are probably people who are bigger like credit readers than I am. Like okay. on a lot of the things mm. we're talking about, the per- the produce the producer is credited. Right. Like this is this is mugs and mock. Mm-hmm. This is mugs and crime apple. This is right. you know what I'm saying. Right, right. It's yacht rock to it was alchemist with like it's a producer record. Row it's a producer yeah. record of yeah. every mm-hmm. hot spitter. Right in the world, essentially, right. and then he came with that uh, Bronson album late, which was cool too. Totally, man. that it's was a very cool enjoyable. little EP. Best right. Bronson has sounded in years. Yes, so yes. I so also can... enjoy Lamb Over Rice as a concept. Yes. so I'm in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm definitely down with rice. <laughs> so, so real, qu- just real quick, and to begin because it's our podcast and fuck it. Um, how, how about Bronson getting as much, if not more, screen time than Harvey Keitel? In the Irishman, oh, I, I was like, "Yo, I'm I'm on record as not being a Bronson fan, but I was fucking impressed. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you have more speaking parts than Hi- Harvey Keitel. He's charismatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, He's fucking delicious. Yeah, <laughs> like what is he saying? <laughs> He's cockets oh, are fucking seen. delicious. Yeah, <laughs> how do you want to go? Um, so I I, 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 I was, was I was impressed. Gonna, I thought was, he did a good job. It was a little job. surprising. I think I knew it was going to happen, but by that time, it's kind of jarring. Like Fifty years into the narrative of the Irishman, <laughs> and like. You know, ten into. Did you want to see? Watching. Did you want to see Bronson in the forties? Was that what it was like as a meat delivery man? Because I thought it was going to be some shit like that. Like right. I wasn't expecting him to come way yeah. later in Young the story. That's super funny, uh, Dave. I don't know if you want to go public with this. What? I'm outing you. You couldn't finish it, right? I couldn't finish it, dude. And I and I read a Netflix. The Irishman. I could not, I, dude. I don't have three and a half hours, dude. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but not that I'm that self-important. But um, I saw a thing on Netflix about like I think it was like. Eighteen percent of people finished that film. Wow! Or something. It was something absurd. Now, that, now that spoke to my. Now point. I, I I took it in in two parts. It came out over Thanksgiving weekend, so I mm-hmm. yeah had gobs of free time, and I did do it in two parts. Um, motherfuckers watch fifty five episodes of Breaking Bad. Like the Irishman <laughs> is 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 our in Game of Thrones. Let's not even get started. But um, yeah, those are series. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it to me it was a it's, it was a weird I hear series. you. It, it, if anything, yeah. it speaks to my weird attention span when it comes to films. Like I need yeah, to be I hear fucking you. and it's and it doesn't it doesn't board. move very fast either. So no, totally, totally. Um, You're like oh, uh, another conversation at a banquet. Right. <laughs> well, this result it's in what it is getting killed. Yeah. It's what it is, Nate. And there's we'll so have many to watch and find out. Like there's so many <laughs> scenes that just look like a bad caricature of it. Self, kind of, you know what I mean. So I, I so, don't necessarily agree. I will say the face tuning or the de aging stuff 
left something to be desired, and it it was kind it of hard to take out. seriously at that point. And no one in that film, including literal children, should be referred to as a kid. Like they refer to what's supposed to be the young De Niro mm. as a kid several and times, like, and I'm like, fifty-five. <laughs> he looks fifty. Like it's like, yeah. Let's if if you ha- if you only have these old actors and you have somewhat impressive, but not even like Star Wars or Marvel level like face tune kind of special effects shit. Like just move the narrative up so that things happened in their fifties. Or, or like, and, and get some younger actors maybe to play the, but I will I will say this. I feel like um I feel like the Irishman and the Gangstar album, there's a there's a <laughs> deep parallel <laughs> because this is it. Like Joe Pesci came out of retirement to do this movie. For me it was more like this is the last mob movie. Like I haven't interacted with the mob movie in a really long time. Yeah. I, I I the nineties ones I was really deep into until one day I go, You guys don't like black people. Like <laughs> at one point I was like, there's only so many like mooly jokes that I can take in a movie before I'm like, hey, maybe you guys only really fuck with black people. Um Scorsese dialed it back a little bit, which probably is less realistic, but made it so that I could watch mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um and I did have that feeling of the Gangstar album where I'm like, oh, it's 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 Pesci and yeah. De Niro one more buddies. time. Yeah. And then they go to jail and they die hella old as shit. Like, oh, I'm sorry if you have oh. uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Dave, you weren't going to watch it. The fuck out of here. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm down for a movie about regret. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down for uh, like really well made. This is a thing that has been happening. It happened during watching this movie and we're currently watching uh, season three of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I get is divisive and it's not for everyone. But right. my wife and I are really into it, though we have some issues with this season. But. I I'm been I'm at the point in my life where I can really appreciate period detail being done mm. well. Mm. And my main thing I keep thinking, and I, this is how I know I'm old as fuck. I go, oh, they went to a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they went to a lot of trouble to source the right trucks. And like, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we were watching yeah. this episode yeah. of Ms. Maisel last night, and I'm like, wow, all those slot machines. Like, yeah. where'd they find them? Yeah. <laughs> is there a warehouse somewhere in Vegas? Like, I'm like, they they, they went to a lot of trouble to yeah. do yeah. this well yeah. and to entertain me. Right. And so I'm kind of giving myself over to it, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And that's. I, I did have to go to kind of a zen, like, I'm going to lock in on the Irishman. I'm, yeah. g- I'm yeah. going to smoke. Yeah. I'm going to get on the couch. That does I'm gonna, help, I'm going to have snacks. Doesn't it's a it? contemplative pace, and yeah. you just have to give yourself to yeah. it. I, I, I hear that. And you're just like, Jimmy Hoffa, chill, bro. You're going <laughs> to die, man. No chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Amazing that a union leader could have been one of the most famous people in the world. If for nothing else, it made me think about that a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. I could yeah. not yeah. name one. There is no national union figure that I know of, and I read the news pretty closely. Like, oh, who's now? the head of the AFL-CIO right now? Oh, okay, yeah, no, you know uh, I mean? currently, no, <laughs> they're not no, no, Jimmy Hoffa right. level famous. No, they're not. No, yeah. he was he was definitely a, a boss. And so, you know, shout out to Irishman, shout out to Mob Flicks, because now I think they're done. I, I, I think I that trope is dying. Don't agree with that. Um, it, I, it's I, like a western. If you do a western now, it's reverential of westerns of another time. Like the time of the western is is not what it. What it was, but that's like perhaps no other new concepts can. Well, for the Western, that's exactly true. But Westerns that that have come out more recently are very reverential of things that came out before. It's a trope that kind of I think has reached. And shout out to Scorsese for doing it one more time because he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that trope because it's now it's like we know the fucking feds came through in the early eighties and fucked everybody shit up shout out though to the fucking script next to the gangsters that let you know what the fuck happened to them i 
I, I just, I want that in every movie now. I want mm. that in every, like, I love spoiler alert. Movies. None of them died of old age. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fat Tony shot in the face, 1984. Well, they, yeah. This is about consequences, right? Yeah. And, but I want to counter your thing, and perhaps we're going a little too far down this road. It's and our you podcast. You guys can join us on Dad Bod Film Pod uh, <laughs> next year. Um, there is a Italian film made in Italy um, shot in the outskirts of a real Italian city called Gamora. And I think you should watch it. Okay. I believe it's on Netflix. They also okay. made a series based on it okay. that is not quite as dark or like just it's so gross. But it's it's really about the corrosive nature of the mafia, the actual mafia, not the okay. Italian American. Oh, got you, got you. Kind of like uh, aggrandized the- version, like the real corrosive nature of the mafia in um, Italian society. It's one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. It's brilliant. It's beautiful, but it's fucking dark dude like watch that okay. and tell me if you think Gamora. there'll never be another mob movie again okay after you watch that after i watch that it's a, we're not going to be backstage at the copa anymore but there's going to be mob movies as long as there's mobs that's okay. my point okay okay um and that was a a really long way of getting to uh <laughs> best rapper alive. best rapper alive <laughs> <laughs> um so, so the, who leans heavily into mafioso? One hundred percent. There was Mythology. a segue there to be made, oh, and I man. fucked it up. <laughs> I, that was me. That was me. Uh, I'm supposed to be quarterbacking this, um, but the uh, I would say the modern day Scorsese of rap uh, mm. is this this character a very good fella. <laughs> He's from the mean streets. Nice. Does Alice live here anymore? We don't know. Oh, gosh. Oh. (laughs) Nate from three. Oh, man. He's never departed from. (laughs) No, I was kidding. I never finished Departed, and I I hated the fucking Departed. I hated that movie. We have to do an episode on this because we're not going to use this time for this, but. The Departed leaves a lot to be desired. There are redeeming qualities, but I think we should talk about it okay. at another time. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Let's depart from that <laughs> subject and get into Best Rapper Alive, who um, is an interesting category. Nate has picked Kendrick Lamar for like the last seven years, <laughs> but given that Kendrick didn't drop an album this year or right, last year, right? right? Uh, no. Black Panther. Are Black, we Panther oh, Black Panther, yeah, yeah, that's not really yeah. a thing. But y- you guys know I'm like, obsessed with words and meanings and semantics and if you say best rapper alive it what did he die yeah <laughs> thankfully no well but black thought sitting there somewhere no and, i know um, and that he was on a yeah. lot of uh a lot of thingies uh ballots yeah. as well so um but we kind of called an audible and yeah are, are going to anoint the best rapper alive as rock marciano um which is that's not a that's not a controversial pick marcialago I think came out just in time right. to kind of reaffirm this. And if you if you haven't heard that, please spend the three hundred dollars or whatever you got to do <laughs> to get your hands on it. Some um, people are so offended by the him wanting people to buy his music, right? Like, like he <laughs> needs, like he should make songs for you for free. Well, that's what you know, everyone like, else in the world is doing, so I get it. But like, I'm not offended by it at all. No, 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 not get at that all. Paper, and that was explored by his manager, Jazz, on an oh, earlier. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> I didn't even think um, about Dad that. Bod, that's dope. That's so dope. if you want to hear some of the reasoning about why they do, and actually. They almost basically get into numbers. They're like, well, it paid for all the recording time. Right. Right. So, yeah. And then we put it on the streaming for whoever, yep. like whoever's not really fucking with us like that. But right. there's, we talked about it a lot on that episode. They're essentially enacting this proud to pay model. Yep. It's like, yeah. totally. and, and you, if you're you gonna fuck be, with me, show me. Yeah. yeah. And, and totally. if you're going to be proud to pay for somebody, I think Rock Marciano kind of fits the bill. 100%. Um, his, 
and he produced a, I think all of or a lot of Marcelo uh, correct I think every but, uh, every track except for two yeah so so this new record combined with the epic run that he had in 2018 yeah, um absurd five album run yeah fuck dude yeah where he's really just drilled down into what's good about his own sound which mm-hmm. is frustrating from from some rappers where you go can you just do the thing that you're really fucking good at and like stick to that I think he does that probably better um, than anyone in the right, game. Right. Um, but for me, what what I what I love about Rock is he blends um, this dense, witty wordplay with uh, his the bounce in his flow. Mm-hmm. His flow remains buoyant. There's a lot of um, there's kind of I don't know what you want to call it like anti pocket stuff happening right, right now right, right. where folks are experiment. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of that where folks are experimenting with getting outside the the rhyming pocket. He developed something new that's actually still inside, mm-hmm. um, but somehow comes across in a way that nobody else does. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's very rare that I don't have anything to add. But that was <laughs> that was brilliantly said, my I, friend. He, he's so comfortable in his own skin and skill. You yeah. know what I mean? And you yeah. can hear it. And it's even sharper. And, you know, we've been going back doing lists and stuff. And rock now, compared to the rock on Marsburg, is, is like d- night and day. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He, yeah, but it's like he's gone deeper right. into the hole. Right, it's right. Like, it's like he f- first discovered there was gold down mm-hmm. there. And now yeah. he's just like deep right. in it. I love it. And, yeah. and yeah. what I think is great is that, it, you know, I don't know, maybe not for him, but he's coming of age in a time where he's not expected to respond to the mainstream moment. Mm-hmm. Like, rap is so fractious, and there's so many different things happening. Right, right. If Rock had came um, into his peak around, you know, 95, mm-hmm. he would have been forced to do something that right. was... A, we need a club banger from yeah. you or, or well, some I mean, dumb here's shit. Here's a reggae record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think um, what's great about this era is he has the space, and, and Nate alluded to their um, their marketing model, that allows him just to get so 100%. deep into his own sound totally. where he wouldn't – I don't think if he came along in another era, it would have been harder for him to get to this yeah. point. Well, I mean, let, let us not forget that he's a mad veteran, though. Yeah, right. he's so been around for a long flip time. Mode, flip mode Most squad, squad. Yep. The, uh, UN. the UN. So yeah. I mean, we're yeah. we're we're seeing the growth of this dude, and like also in in terms of uh, rappers' voices, how good does he sound right now? Yeah. Totally, yeah. He just sounds so it, good uh, on the type of production that, that right, he, right, he right. has he has submitted. So I would definitely give him the crown. I'm gonna do an asterisk and 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 a shout out to um, my buddy Nate LeBlanc here. Whatever Kendrick has in, in the in the pipe. Like whatever he's been sitting on, I'm very <laughs> interested to to kind of hear what that is because sure. in in the and this is coming in a future episode, but in kind of the decade in review, mm. um, I go shit, man. Yeah. That that dude was was definitely one of the more interesting voices. And whatever you really thought he was gonna do, he just oh. never did. You know what I mean? So right. I'm, I'm very interested to what a 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kendrick might sound like in his candidacy for for best rapper alive. Again. Yeah, other yeah. other acceptable answers. Black Thought. Right, know, right. Okay, like- so let me say this. Let me say this. Um, we we've we hold Black Thought up as we should, as we should, because he's fucking amazing. Um, I think, I think we we are gonna have to go. I want to. S- I want to see a product that captures that. I'd love to see that in 2020. I don't. I don't I, think. I hear you. I, if, yeah. if any product that he's put out, and that, that's a horrible capitalist way of thinking about this, but 
any there hasn't been a product that has matched the funk flex Funk flex freestyle. I can't talk. No, um, I hear you. I hear you. Don't yeah. worry, it's not that important for what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, right. Another person who I I actually think this is probably true in a lot of ways, but it just so within our niche um was who got a lot of votes and who we deeply respect is Billy Woods. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. yeah. Got a, got a yeah, ton of votes, and yeah. like uh, we kind of by by sheer numbers, he might have gotten the most votes, but we're maybe we, thinking of him for other categories. Um, yeah. he he is on an absurd run. Absurd he run is yep. probably the single most brilliant person I put in my ears on a almost daily basis, weekly mm-hmm. basis. Like his music is impressive and important, mm-hmm. and everything he says has a resonance that these other guys don't right like I, i'm I, he's not like i love rock marciano i love listening to his music i right, love right, the right. vibe of it um he's not like making me think differently about my right life. right well I, uh, billy speaks with a with a gavel well gavel i mean it's a, like so much uh finality to his words you know what i mean uh woods is is literary so yes. so mm-hmm. it's it has the density of of uh of you know a nonfiction a great nonfiction text right um, right right it's it's writing you know what I mean it's sometimes writing. I go right, right. I go this would even work sans beat like yeah, you right, know what right. I mean it's that right. it's that and that and he's like, had amazing the fact beats too. that like directors are not casting him as like a guy with a sign on a street corner <laughs> like means they don't listen to the right music you yeah. know what they I really mean? don't they uh, really and don't. plus I don't know how you do the whole no face thing. <laughs> um i think yeah the the line i keep returning back to all i think about this all the time like no man of the people i wouldn't be caught dead with most of y'all yeah totally i think about that all the time Uh, man yeah so So many many lines yeah so so kind of like attitudinally he he shows up in a in a really interesting way um i think it's it speaks to the expansiveness of the genre um Woods is not here to give you a bounce in the flow. He doesn't do parlor tricks, right? And right, I don't right. say parlor tricks in a judgmental way. No, I hear you. Um, I hear you. But he he's not here for right. any of that, um, and that's that's an important kind of like distinction when I'm right. thinking about who I'm listening to and why. Black Thought assembles words and links yeah. them together. I mean, I'm, yeah. no one's listening to Billy Woods to hear him rhyme. You know, he's kind almost of. like he's yeah. almost like a fucking vocalist. It's his kind voice of. and his enunciation. And yeah. presence. Yeah, it could. You know I mean? it, it, again, That's I think it could work. I huh? think it could work without beat. That's interesting to me. I, I haven't thought about it like that. Like, um, like in some ways, kind of a Chuck D ish. You know r- I mean? Right, right. Probably where it only the transcends the beat. Thing yeah, rap has seen to a Chuck yeah. D, where it's yeah. more about like the oration, right. and what he's saying right. than like the things balance like in you're the talking meter. about the pocket, yeah. right, and, like, right, things right, like that. Right. Not that it's not exactly, and not that Chuck wasn't, not that Chuck wasn't, but it, but he has his own, and it's unique. I, I would even compare it to this, and maybe this will start a fight. Um, it's almost in the same way that uh, when it comes to singing, Dylan was like, "I do my own pocket. Yeah, I'm right. just I have something to yeah. say, and right. I'm gonna say it the fucking way I want to say it, mm-hmm. totally, and it's gonna mm-hmm. divide to fight convention, um, and so." Yeah, shout out to Woods. I think there's a there's a strong candidacy to be made, um, and you can always disagree with us at Dad Bod Rat Pod um, on Twitter, or if you just want to argue about Lizzo's butt crack. <laughs> All right. So hot um, topic today. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> fucking up our mentions. My bad, guys. Uh, so the next category that we have is Song of the Year, um, which was really difficult in the sense that um, whoever created this ballot, me. Ask people to submit just hella songs and kind of culling through and trying to see which particular song rose to the top was difficult because 
you know, outside of Little Nas X, there was not a definitive kind of like song. Last year, it was uh, uh, "If You Know You Know" by Pusha T, right? right. Uh, Which I feel like if that came out this year would have been. It was still this year. That's such a great song. I was at the Warrior game last night at Chase Center, and that shit came on through the fucking Uh, mega speakers, and I was just like, "Yeah, this shit fucking goes (laughs) when it drops." Yeah, uh, it's, it's sick. But um, there wasn't quite that kind of like consensus pick mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a song that popped up a bunch of times um, in in our contributor pool, and that was "Crime Pays" uh, Freddie Gibbs in Mad Lib, mm-hmm. which you know you can't go wrong with that song. Right, totally. right, right. Acceptable yeah. answers would have included. Uh, Palm Olive, yeah. Flat Tummy Tea. We had to give some flowers to. Um, Bandana, bandana as a right, record absolutely. um it's when it came out everyone in our little twitter community was like oh so this is the album of the year right and it yeah. was it just seemed like a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. right um and it, right. it's a very very good record yeah and that's crime pays is a great song i, I that's amazing a, yeah, yeah fantastic song. cocaine in his microwave like i just <laughs> i i just i can't get over it, it has a great video as well yeah. um so I always go back to this. Is that when he, that's the farm one when he's like yeah. yelling yes. at the like, yeah. white dude. Yeah. Yes, I, yes. I, I love that so much. Yeah. I think yeah. that is such a great See, video. See, that, that's a that's like an example of good casting, like right. kind of like what, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what you would have done with yes. Billy on the street corner. Totally, yeah, absolutely. That's perfect. Absolutely. So it, it's like we got to see Freddie Gibbs in the video. It's interesting Freddie Gibbs' persona on record and then everywhere else. On record, he's the stone cold, you know, trapper of trappers, mm-hmm. but. Um, in his social media persona and in video, he's super funny and engaging. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think Bandana Bandana. I keep I keep getting confused. <laughs> I think Bandana um, rides that kind of perfectly in the sense of you're getting this really it's coke rap, um, but the aesthetic behind it, everything else, it's like there's a fucking zebra on the cover. Right, like it's right, it, there's just right. something really He's he's a cartoon character and like a very believable drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which, which we, I don't think we've line. had. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think we've had yet. And, and so you have, you have Mad Lib in the equation. Which you know is I mean? always just, yeah. just pushing him in different directions, right, making right. crazy shit. Um there are so many good songs. It's Honorable so mentions. hard to, and there was not a lot of consensus yeah varied across these i have to give a shout out to benny who had an amazing year sure um i had um crown for kings featuring black thought and 18 wheeler uh featuring Pusha t on my list i'm like if you don't think that's a good rap song we cannot really have a conversation like that's Uh, about as good as it gets i want to shout out um small pro for uh, john Gotti. yeah Uh, yeah yeah. that was like an early in the year release and I think they, uh, you know, we were talking about the instrumental albums earlier. They released, like, the instrumental version yeah, of, the, of that The project. 86 Witness instrumental's yeah. got some run for yeah. best instrumental album. Um, Small Pro has, like, made our podcast a lot better totally, by giving totally. us access to yes, um, a Shout cache out. of some of his beats. So thank you very much. 100%. And, um, had a, that album is great, and I'm glad to see it showing up on a lot of lists. Um, someone I want to talk about who I listen to a lot of my personal life, but we haven't really found a way to talk about on the show a ton, is Fly Anakin mm-hmm. from Mutant Academy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he had a really good record with Big Kahuna OG this year called Holly mm-hmm. Water. And he also had an album with Twami called um, Emergency Rap Volume 4. And there's a song on there called Carl Kanai, and especially the Carl Kanai reprise, mm. which I just think is like a... That's a fucking great song. Oh, like I, I would put that on my. If I still made mixtapes, that would be on all my mixtapes. You know what okay. I mean? Dope, like, okay. Just a dope. just a great rap song. Yeah. Um. And then you gotta 
give Makami some love, dude. Like yeah. he had a lot of good songs this year. The songs with your old Droog and Raheem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I that ended up putting uh, "Idiot Boy" or however you would say that on my list. And yeah. just like it's just it's hard for to slot things in. I know, totally. It's so but hard. he's on a killer run too. Yeah, totally. And it's it's like it, this, we're beyond this like eight hundred dollar SoundCloud only <laughs> yeah, email. Yeah, you have to meet me on a street corner. Yeah, and I'll yeah, give yeah. you a USB <laughs> drive. Yeah, to get it, it's kind of like. Now he's releasing all his songs, and more people are finding out about him, and it's just fascinating to see people become aware. Yeah, and like, yeah, there's there's doing. a lot of good songs there. If yeah, you like absolutely. piece together the Lucys, the projects, the EPs, the features, it's like damn, right. he's like kind of killing it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I I I fucked with the 900k song. Um, I thought that was that was really dope. I really liked his feature on uh, Earl's. Yes. Uh, Peter Clay. Oh, yes. Um yeah. I, I I thought I thought that was really dope kind of going back to the top of this program, which was a long time ago. <laughs> um the the songs that I just fucking gravitated toward too, I I love Gun Lib so much. I yeah. know it's like a fucking minute forty five or something ridiculous. Hey, those are the best songs. That's all but, it takes. Yeah, yeah, but I I feel like that and then the news that they're gonna have a record coming up this year, I'm really excited about. Any West Side Gun song for me that gets above the 88 BPMs, <laughs> I usually find that I like those, and that's Chef Dreads as well. Yeah. I think is another great song because um, it has a little pace and tempo to it that I that I love. Um, but yeah, there there were a bunch of of really cool Lucy's one off song mm-hmm. type things this year, but nothing like gargantuan. Um, Again, outside of Little Nas. Yeah. Um, here's another track that I really like, and it's more to shout out the artist. Um, the track is, I get a look for it on my thing, Five Shot. And uh, the artist is 38 Special. Oh, I think, man. Yeah. I think, I, think I like it. Yeah. Incredible year. Um, rookie of the Year candidate. D- yeah, exactly. Wait, yeah. is he a rookie? I don't consider yeah, him to be I don't, a rookie. I don't consider but, him like, like, he is definitely leveling up yeah. to where a lot more people are becoming um, aware of I can't him. believe he isn't more spoken about, e- even within our circles. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, his project with Benny, which we love. And yeah, yeah his projects this year, both of them. Are yeah. Outstanding. Uh, Bullet for Every Heathen. Yeah. That was a good oh, record. So good, dude. dude. Uh, in the 1994, which I think would really, it's I think we may, oh, may have right. talked about that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. remade a bunch of 90s uh, oh, songs. I hear that. Okay. He, did, he did. You should listen to it. Actually, okay. I'd be curious what you think about it. I don't necessarily know if you would love it. Right. Um. They he, who he's a producer as well, Spesh, um, did like light reworkings of 90s songs mm-hmm. like never seen a man cry and like big ones they're like, not they're not overdone but yeah but it, but it's interesting weird. it's slightly tributey yeah. but kind of reminds not too me of the um elmatic record right it's on say. that but it's like kind of a survey of the 90s and then he had like just like murderers row of like every good mm-hmm. rapper especially from the northeast right now come in and lay new verses yeah. over them i think it's nice. really well done that's okay. a tough line to walk like that oh. could have been corny oh my that that kind of that that kind of approach initially turned me off to uh who's the guy Joey Badass right mm. that kind of like I'm gonna lean into the 90s in this way oh right. I, I I caught I caught a couple of 38 special verses I think on Griselda stuff mm-hmm. and I was like mm, okay he's, he's yeah. funny too. oh you can yeah. rap yeah yeah exactly, exactly um and I have to give a shout out to Tree we're kind of running out oh, of that's oh right. shit that's right ba- basically that's right. I spent the most time and my mm. Spotify wrapped up can like showed me oh this God, in data yeah. he had three great records one with vic spencer um and i i just i just fell in love with trees music this year i listened to it a lot yeah. it was the kind of like 
Woodsian in the sense that it like he makes me think about my life. No, one hundred percent. It's like he's like this grizzled old kind of veteran Newport dude, even slay. though he's not that old. That's yeah, so much totally. presence. Yeah. So much presence. He hates the industry. He doesn't want to do like bullshit. He just wants to live his life. Yeah. And then who, who's putting out three amazing records? I know. It's just, and it's, and it's it's such an interesting take on the trap moment right, right. so it's, it's like this it's it's soul trap that's in that's what he's he's coined it as but even in terms of subject matter yeah. like he has this song backflip which which was on one of my my mm, best songs mm. of the year where he's literally just talking about kids on a street corner doing a v- acrobatic backflips and i was tr- i was playing it for a friend that was like why is he talking about acrobatic shit and i was just like this this is a side of the street narrative that we don't yeah, get as totally. much, and he, you know, he talks about his his dad had a Just shotgun. He yeah. lives shotgun adjacent. I'm like, that is so colorful, totally, and, totally, and dope. And he doesn't. What I love about Tree is he doesn't make himself this larger than life protagonist right, right, in the thing. Right, he's just like I'm a right. fucking guy. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like I'm a fucking guy. He yeah. like basically live streamed via instagram stories his trip to thailand he like took like three hundred dollars and two pairs of socks and like went to thailand right after (laughs) these records came out and it was so entertaining i'm not the type to like sit around and watch rappers instagram stories really but like he's a fucking character man Uh, letter to my sons oh my god yeah i love that yeah so good and all kind of on that tip um there he has this song funeral which i I, i find so moving um and it, he's like into my kids it is what it is i'm like that's all he's gonna say like, <laughs> like spends like three three bars on his cousins and his aunties and stuff and then with them it opens it's just up like, the will oh my god your pops leaves you the will Dude, it is what it is I, I, I what you watch the irishman what yeah. the fuck like what is this <laughs> anyway uh, all right tree so, amazing yeah. year several yeah, check song out tree. of the year categories check everyone should be listening to tree yeah. All right, dude. We're here. We All right. Arrived. So, so we've been uh we've been kind of gradually meandering our way towards um the the top category, which is album of the year. Um, uh, and it's always an interesting category because um to me, an album is the the analog to like a movie. Um, in terms of it's it should be an immersive experience. I'm giving my own semantic definition of an album. Um. <laughs> It should be um, an experience that is more than a collection of songs. Um, sure, yeah. Full yeah, so, so a full, exactly, like you guys said, a full statement. And so um, this year, this is one of the few categories that did have consensus, um, mm-hmm. and it was a record that um, a certain cardigan-clad uh, gentleman had called out as the album of the year when it came out in March, um, and that is Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel's Hiding Places. Yep, yep. Talk about resonating, huh? Like, uh, Red Dust will, will stick with me for, like, 20 years. Totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant, full statement. Right. Um, I'm really, really happy that we spoke to Woods a little about a yep. bit about it before it came out. Right. When we interviewed him last year, we had Kenny Siegel on um, yep, yep. earlier this year where we got we got in-depth. We nerded out with him mm-hmm, about, like, the production mm-hmm. of the album, which is insane. Yeah. And you guys probably already know this because it says it on the thing you clicked on, but we're going to talk to him right now. Yeah, so we have we have Billy Woods. Um, but before we do that, I do want to give all shout outs and other other rands, but like it's yeah. so cool we get to do this. And, like, and it's 100%. Kind of like give him the award, even though right. there's no award, yeah, right. and he right. really and doesn't seem to give a fuck. He's going to throw like it over this. his shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It, not that he gives a fuck, but he was definitely very uh, gracious and kind of talking about. 
the record and the process and how he felt about it. So I, I felt, um, you know, he he understood, and you can judge for yourself when you hear the interview, it seems like he understands what Hiding Places is. 100%. Which is, all artists aren't like that. I no, think sometimes no, artists very, are so kind of in their of, own right. thing. What he was doing, how he accomplished it, what it meant and like who he was when he did it. Right, right. His which, his, his personal insight into uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're good. you know regarding Red Dust, uh, your question was yeah, so so, so insightful. That it's it's a it's a great interview. It's a great record if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, shout out also to to Kenny Siegel in of terms course. of of he made a soundscape um, that was different. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not it's not Arm and Hammer. It's right. it's not what you hear on Terror Management. Those it's guitar, its own thing. weird, wonky right. things. No. I'm like, what the fuck is that sound? It's so totally. unique to the yeah. record. It's yeah, just totally. so great. I do want to give some other things I thought about. Bandana, obviously. Uh Benny the Butcher, plugs I met. Of if course. we did an E P category, right. Right. that would be that would be it. 100%. Probably we totally should have my yeah. bad. <laughs> That's all good, dude. Uh brilliant. Brilliant record. Um, yeah. Dave doesn't like the Griselda record, but me and Devon do. Yeah. Um, Rock Marciano coming in at the end of the year with Marcialago. Brilliant record. And when it gets on streaming, I think it'll get a little bit more love. Um, your old Droog had two good records mm-hmm. this year. Transportation mm-hmm. and something else. I can't remember the title because <laughs> I, I forgot to write it, it down. Edo and that. Muggs had a good record. Mavi had a good record. I really like Rhapsody's record. I was just going to yeah, say Raps- that. Rhapsody, Rhapsody's 100%. record was um, maybe the most unexpected like i i didn't and you kind of hit me to this nate i was like oh for real like she 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 on there i'm doing with it? you dude i never yeah. liked it's not that i didn't like anything before but i really didn't like anything before and this <laughs> this record like hit me over the head i love the theme of it i really love some of the production and i i just think it's this great celebration of black womanhood and it just right. she carries through the theme in a non-corny way there's some fucking hot She's got bars on there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She she comes with the bars. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. it's not She's overbearing great. in terms of of the concept and, and content. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, another record I want to make sure that I give a shout out to him was actually my pick. I was the only one of seventeen that didn't pick Hiding Places. Uh, <laughs> uh, was Guns by by Quelly Chris. Brilliant um, record. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So I I feel like for me I, I picked this record again. There was no like album that was like yeah. This is just it for me. But uh, when I think about the the album that I had the most album like experience with, um, it was Guns. Uh, okay. The skits are there. It's got a cohesive um, kind of theme that runs through it mm-hmm. a- about the way violence plays out in yep. our society. It's funny. It's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so many things, and I, I feel like it captures like our moment. It right. captures our the moment. American exactly. obsession the with guns in just like this yeah. brilliant way. That's a really really good record. Yeah. Yeah. And if my lists were ranked, it would be near the top. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. very very good record. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Danny Brown's record. Which, oh, which, yeah, yeah. You know, after all these years, which I felt like he had a couple missteps, he finally gave us the album that we want. We that, wanted. That yeah. is at least really good pretty, pretty divisive. I've seen yeah. it on. Uh, some people named it disappointing. Um, it it's not on a ton of critics. Yeah, yeah, like totally. to me, this subdued Danny Brown not yelling at me with a full exactly, set of teeth, exactly, exactly. With Q-tip <laughs> picking weird off kilter yeah. beats is like I'm, for me, I'm fully on board and, and fully here for it. it. It I could hmm, I could see if you were a Danny Brown fan, I understand why the Danny Brown but fan who um who loved maybe atrocity and like some of the more. I don't yeah, know, I hear garish, you. Yeah, I hear kind you. of like in your face, right, I'm right. doing drugs. There's a whole thing to yeah. be maybe a 
a list or a podcast episode to be done about like rappers first so- sober records. Mm. Or, yeah. Or what people call California sober, which is you stop doing everything but smoking but, but weed. weed. <laughs> yeah. But you but you keep it true and you keep No, I think Danny Brown's record was really strong in the sense that um I didn't know how the Q tip thing would right, work right. out. But it really did Q tip pick some great kind of soundscapes 100%. for his off kilter voice. He's doing enough but not too much yeah. it it's still yeah so i i really like that well i mean too. with danny brown there's different versions of danny brown absolutely you know what i mean so absolutely. i mean th- this is the version i'm i'm with you know? yeah I, yeah i i definitely i want it. the q-tip influence and, uh, and yeah. i want the less high-pitched yeah voice. uh much like rhapsody leveled up and did the first thing where i'm like damn that was cool mm-hmm. um i i like this joel ortiz record called monday okay i don't know if you guys okay to that. yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I think that's a good it. record it's not it's not an album of the year kind of record mm-hmm. it's like a good solid record but i felt like he kind of like took it to a new place and i just want to give a, a, a brief moment um to the kid marrow i mean yeah. <laughs> Ortiz. Um, and the homeboy sandman record which honestly Dusty. i probably wouldn't have even listened to if we weren't going to have him on but i ended up liking a lot and i have i strong to... arm nate into fucking with homeboy sandman yeah, dude, and it is like, one of my greatest accomplishments in sandman life. is my homeboy now <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I, I really like dusty as well um it's it's in the vein of how i treat I'm very, very uh, lenient on albums. My bar for an album, I was thinking about this, it's like five songs. Like, if you got five <laughs> songs that I'm like, I'll just, I can rock with this. Um, it's it's a really, I, I get that that's a really low bar. I'm but like sitting here shaking my head, making weird faces, <laughs> gesturing. Yeah. We'll talk about per use, Per use. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually love it and it's probably the central conflict of the podcast is like, how are we friends? <laughs> like, we don't agree on any of this shit, but like we have very similar tastes and like are, are good friends, so it's just kind of funny, but yeah, I mean an album to be good has to have mostly good songs. You say the majority? <laughs> no, like 80, 90 percent like okay what's the so point? so when so when you i can was, have skippers every album has yeah, skippers, yeah. but that's personal but like, but when i held it up to, when i hold it up to that standard then i just don't like anything like i just found myself going eh, rah, rah. like i i'm, I, I'm gonna admit. go back to my and i was the world's most critical embittered record clerk for a long time i'd never liked anything i like i like a lot of things now and like I, my yeah. life is in a much better place and like honestly it's like a going back to this thing maybe this is my little theme for the episode they went to all this trouble. Like, they went to so much trouble to get this like collection of cohesive beats and write all these songs. And like, not totally. I'm still pretty critical about rap music. But like, if if you've like done your best work, I think I can find a place in my and, heart. And for that's it. and that's funny because I I come I think I come from the same place where I go. I have a deep empathy as somebody who has put together mm-hmm, projects mm-hmm. and and you go through all this shit and then. Uh, my thing is like I I would appreciate if people were um like fucking my album's trash right I would appreciate my You'd thing rather is have a visceral reaction reaction than like of a, of a some sort than a non reaction so when when I'm listening to an album I do I go oh you guys you guys went through all that trouble and I'm skipping tracks seven through twelve but I love one through four and the fifth one you know but but again I'll readily admit that my listening habits are informed by time. And velocity travel through time, like um, if I had Spotify, it would be a bunch of fucking footwork songs uh, <laughs> and DJ Rashad and like a, a little bit of rap. So uh, that's a lot about um, 2019. It was an amazing year. Great year. Yeah. Great year for hip hop. Shout out to everybody who fucked with us. Yeah. Shout out to Absolutely. everybody who fucked with us. Yep. Um, amazing artists, amazing intelligentsia of cats. 
you two in the room killing it per usual. Yes, you two as well. Yes. <laughs> Not yes, you two the band. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh let's play our uh, our Woods interview. Yeah, yeah so we, we spoke with with, with Woods uh who had the album of the year called Hiding Places very deep. Oh my god. This is so stupid. We didn't even say he put out another brilliant record. We're gonna get into it in the interview. <laughs> yeah, you you you're here at the Terror interview. management is great as well. Yeah, terror terror management, um Western Education is Forbidden was one of my one Ooh. of my songs. Ooh. Uh my top songs of the year so definitely check out this interview with the mercurial and always engaging billy woods Dad Bod Rap Pod, bringing you the most illustrious guests always. Today is no different. We have an artist on the line who dropped not one, but two amazing records this year. Um, and apparently is like in the studio right now. This is like documentarian shit. Uh, welcome to the program. I don't know if it's that exciting, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is like some Jacques Cousteau type of. Uh, I'm wood- sitting here watching Steel Tip Dove flip through his phone. <laughs> so it's, it's exciting which, as that seems to you, it's pretty much. Which is the right. studio 2019? I, I I hear you. Uh, Woods, welcome to the program. Um, big year, big year for you. Something we were talking about before we got on this call was was that strategic to drop uh, terror management and hiding places in the same year? Um. I guess my answer would be that yes would be the honest answer, but uh, you really have to decide at what point. Like when I started working on Hiding Places, I wasn't like, I'm going to finish this and then I have this other plan. Not that that's not possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, there have been projects sometimes where very early on, you know that that's what you're going to do. This was not that at all. Um, I would say... And feel free to offer your opinion. I would say that uh, I was um, I, I finished that record, which was pretty all-consuming for me. I wasn't working on the other record at the same time. Okay. I literally was so locked in on that record, I couldn't. I had these beats and ideas kind of like accumulating that I was just not even checking for. Um, because that record was a very specific, you know, a lot of times when I'm working on something, it's a very specific chamber idea. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, um, I didn't really, at times I was just waiting for Kenny to send me beats because I had nothing else that I wanted to, I didn't want to move outside of the mindset that I was in to work on hiding places. So what happened was I would say that at the end of, um, Towards the end, towards the end isn't even honest, actually. I was so locked in on making Hiding Places that it wasn't until it was over. And I knew that I couldn't wait to work on something else. Because, mm. I mean, who really wants to sit in that space for right. you know, a long time? And also, I'm writing about events that have already taken place. So, you know, I felt like doing something else. And... um and uh and so Im- immediately after i started i just still was in a very 
uh, I had felt like I had a lot of ideas and I wanted to keep working. And um, I was around, people were giving me the freedom to keep doing so. And so I just, uh, I just was like, oh, I want to keep going and just do totally different approach. And I had this other idea and, you know, uh, um, and then some of the other ideas that sort of came, the record came to be about kind of came together as I started to do the stuff. But yeah, so it was strategic at a certain, at that point I said, when I did it, I was like, I need to do it this year. Okay. As more as a, as a, it, it sounds like it was more of a creative choice rather than, you know, as kind of your, your label head saying I need to, you as a label head saying that I need to have two records out in a, in a one year cycle. It was just more like you a know, creative. It was more, uh, I think, it, yeah, it was more in a creative space and then also in a space of like, um, I knew that I had, I knew that I was working pretty, determinedly and pretty fast but I, I had some good ideas and I just felt like you know if I um I think at a certain point uh uh, uh a I was just uh, to motivate myself I was very much in competition with what we had already been mm-hmm. did I just leave this out there oh um I was I, I felt like I was competing against myself to do something that was going to be uh, really good. And I also felt like um, I, I felt like that was a, I, I knew that the bar would be high to clear mm-hmm. by putting it out the Whereas I could have made it easier to some extent, I think, on terror management by putting it out in a different year. Yep. Because the records are very different and, and people approach one the same way. But uh, I, I had that competitive mode where i was like i'm gonna make a a better record that's just totally different Mm. um so i i think on some level then i thought well i gotta i gotta put it out this year um to measure it right there and it just seemed it just seemed kind of fitting at that point because i also was working on it and and it was coming together at first very at first much more quickly than it ended up coming out and up going back to it a couple of times, but uh, yeah, it was coming together pretty quickly. And you know, it's interesting because in some ways, I, I, I definitely feel like it's hard to say what people think, but probably people like hiding places more. In you know, uh, I, w- I will know. say this is our albums of the year episode, and hiding places is our albums of the year. And I think we all kind of felt like it was from the first moment that we heard it. It, it set the bar for us for not for just for you to put out two amazing records but for the rest of the genre um and i i do like hiding places more but terror management is an excellent record and um i is it fair to say that you were going for something slightly more accessible no i i think that um i think that uh i I probably couldn't help but be so on some level because uh uh, everything in hiding places is like in a small box, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything's very, very. Uh, it's a very claustrophobic record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, uh, yeah, well, a, a lot at least more expansive. Terror Man. Yeah, so it's much more mm-hmm. expansive. There's a lot more things, and um, uh, I, I do understand on a lot of levels. It's funny, also, when you go perform the songs. I will say. Uh, uh, 
a lot of credit to Kenny Siegel, his <laughs> beats, not just his production, but um, uh, uh, Willie Green still mastered that record and did an incredible job. Because mm-hmm. Kenny was really touchy about anyone else touching his record, but then he was really pleased with Willie Green. Did. But he actually mixed it himself, um, which was a bit different for us. But uh, all the end results is a really like there's a very particular bottom end to that record that mm-hmm. uh when you get on and when it's tough for me to say oh the beats are better but <laughs> when you get out there and you perform them like when um how they hit yeah how they hit man there are there 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 is like a, a little bit of a noticeable difference man. a little bit of a noticeable difference Nice. Um, when that sponge line, SpongeBob, <laughs> that bass line starts creeping, or the um, uh, the kick on what is that checkpoints when the guitars come in on the second? Yeah, like the guitars and um, uh, which is not to say that it's better, but it, it has he it has a sat he he really he knows how to create a sound and cultivate it over the course of uh of a project, not only with me but obviously he's done it. Uh, 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 the artist formerly known as Milo, and he's done it with um, Hemlock Erzner yeah. now, you know, he, and Self Jupiter, of course. So it's like uh, I, I can definitely understand that perspective. But also, it's been interesting because you know, um, a, a, a producer I respect a lot. <laughs> um, there's somebody like I listen to his music. Million years ago, hit me up on some like I've just been listening to Terror Manager, uh, to uh, not Terror Manager, to uh, I think he called it yesterday. I wrote nothing, he was wrong, but you know, (laughs) you know, when somebody's so famous, you let them call your shit the wrong name. I was like, Yeah, yesterday I wrote nothing. I do have a, I really like make working on that. He's like, Yeah, yesterday, this this shit is dope. I remember when I when I did that, I felt like it was like kind of like it wasn't poorly received, but it was kind of like it's cool, right? You know. And then like down the road, you know, sometimes things need their own time to reveal themselves. So I feel like there's a lot of mileage people are still going to get out of the terror management project. Absolutely. Um, nice. Um, can you talk a little bit about hopefully, field hits? Hopefully, who knows, but like, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I think it will. Uh, can you talk a little bit about Fielded and who she is and what she contributed to the record? Um, well, I met her through Arm & Hammer. She had contacted, like, Chaz, obviously, is a producer, and I don't I don't know. You know, I'm the wrong person to ask, but I guess Arm & Hammer got played on a famous like British shut radio thing. Okay. And so she had heard it because she's a producer and listens to like cool people shit. <laughs> so she emailed the label on some like oh, I heard this this these people, I would want to get in touch with them. And so that uh, came to me and I was like, um she sent the stuff, and I was like, "This is really crazy." I, I can't. Maybe Elucid sent it to me. Regardless, we we're both like, "This is really good," but obviously, we weren't. Um, we weren't working on anything at that time. And I said, "Oh, I have this project 
um, I replied at some point and was like, oh, I have this other thing. And um, that was because I had that beat for Western education from Jeff Markey and Shape. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'd been sitting on it for a while. And then like, I, I started to have an idea. And so I, I sent her, um, I sent her my verses and then she sent back a demo, but fast, you know, that's the other thing. It was mm. wrote, wrote the lyrics and everything. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is dope. You know? Mm. And my part of my approach to that album was to have some other voices on there. Yeah. Um, there was another song that I did with this, another great young artist, you know, cause all of these are younger people than me. Um, so uh, this woman, Kia, mm-hmm. yeah. I did a song with her and Steel Tip Dove called Kingston that didn't end up on the record because Dove took it for a project of his. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, there was a, I think there was a real effort to have some different voices, the funds, doing the record with the funds. Um, and with Fielded, it was just an uh, incredibly talented person, great work ethic. Um writes their own stuff as a producer and would knock shit out and get it back to you and it'd be pretty amazing. So when you're working like that, that's like cool. You know what I mean? Word, word. So we did Western education. I was like, this is amazing. Loved what she did on that. And so then immediately, uh, I was quick to be like, let's do some more shit. It was like when I met Elucid, you know, we did, uh, I remember I recruited him into doing um, whatever the song is on History Absolve Me. Uh, Freedman's Bureau. Freedman's Bureau. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to Ben's for that. I, we, we did a uh, Freedman's Bureau, and as soon as I got it back, I was like, "Well, I think you probably have the better verse here, which is pretty dispiriting." But um, <laughs> I was like, you know. Let's do some more songs, you know what I mean? Brutal honesty. <laughs> I ended up doing like three joints on there because I was like, oh, if you're that good, you might as well, might as well do some more stuff now before hey. you change your phone number. Hey Woods, you um, <laughs> uh, you mentioned you mentioned earlier about um, not wanting to be in the headspace of uh, hiding places for too long. Uh, was it an emotionally exhausting album to make? It was an emotionally exhausting point in my life. Mm. Okay. So that was, I felt like uh, I, um, I worked through it. At the end of it, I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like the album. I'm really proud of the record, but I was eager to do something different. Right, right. Sort of move away from that. Yeah. I mean, not like, Terror management is like there was a lot of there was room to maneuver like by necessity of um hiding places at least as it was for me as the creator mm. it was pretty claustrophobic i mean there was a it was a lot of it was fun to create on don't get me wrong i saved my life what do you mean by that it was cool to make that record uh yeah it was, like a pretty, it was a pretty difficult point in my life and i feel like uh you know what i mean like sometimes if you can if you can um really like get something like really bright like through art it's uh 
I think it, you know, for the why, why do artists do things? Obviously, sometimes it's, you know, when people know about you, it's to pay your rent. Right. Right. You know, and there's other there's other things, you know, a desire to be liked, whatever other reasons are in there. But a lot of times, a person uh, initially, when you started to do it. On some level, it's an emotional release, a coping mechanism, mm. a way of like, uh, I don't know, all of life is a coping mechanism. So I guess maybe an oversimplification, but you know, where um, it serves a, it serves a purpose. And especially if you're like, if, if crazy shit is happening or you're exploring certain things and um, it's certainly a, uh, there's energy that needs to be go somewhere. Mm. So how did it, how did it feel to uh, not to kind of stay on hiding places forever, but how, how did it feel to have like time magazine, you know, uh, recognize something that you've done and kind of the, the contradictions therein. I doubt you're a reader of time, um, but for to have a major outlet like that kind of, affirm your work is that weird is that is that cool is there like a bump from that in terms of sales or anything i don't know um i guess i'd be of a few minds um on the one hand i think that uh and it's funny because my mother did have like the automatic time newsweek subscription when i was in high school i feel like <laughs> for right from the days when magazines would like send you the magazine basically for free. Right. So they could keep their circulation up. Yep. Like if you didn't pay, they'd be like, you've been renewed. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we, uh, on the one hand, it is something that like, I don't know, somebody, my mother doesn't like pay a lot of attention to what I'm doing or whatever. Not in a bad way. She's right. Right. But it's something where somebody might say, or I said something to her, she'd be like, oh, really? Like, it would be like a tangible thing. Right, right. Um, you know, or not like, you know, not as excited as she'd get if it was the Times or anything. But, you know, <laughs> right. Um, but for me personally, it just makes me think, oh, that's interesting that they have these online versions of their magazines uh where to some extent they must be allowing um a, a decent amount of free reign to their editors and freelancers um, right which, considering what they're probably <laughs> paying them is totally reasonable right right <laughs> that's true we can profit off of the death of of true journalism um so yeah 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 they haven't put me in the print version um but yeah so on the one hand it's cool and then on the other hand and then on the other hand i'm like it doesn't mean that much or it means more or it says more about the nature of online journalism than it does anything else that but what it's saying is not bad right. necessarily and then the third thing i would say is that um in some ways it's less it's it, it's a bit of both you know because on the one hand it's cool it's like time magazine regular jabronis who have forgotten to exist will be like oh i saw <laughs> You know, I saw, I saw you're still alive. You know right. I mean? but, right. but on another level, it would be cool. You know, it's not as cool as if there's some um, 
that there's some place where you're like, oh, okay, I feel like this, but like, um, there are places where it feels, or people or things where it feels really gratifying on an artistic level because you're like, but at the same time, I feel like the, yeah, like on Time Magazine, it's tough for me to tell how good of a writer or insightful of a article the person's going to write because it's like a paragraph. I feel like the Time Magazine thing was well-written and it was cool and I'm happy for it. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's perhaps more rewarding. Sometimes I read a random ass slice and I'll be like, this person actually did their homework. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not even like a good, not even like a good review. Cause that's whatever. Sometimes you get a good review that can be as arbitrary and nonsensical as your bad one. Right. Mm-hmm. You you prefer to read them actually engaging with it like as a text kind of. Somebody's going to take the time and be like, "I'm being serious." Then I just it's cool if somebody is when you see somebody who's like really serious, even if their end result. So long, you know, you're never going to be thrilled if their end result was like this is garbage. But um, at the end of the thing, somebody's like, "This record was great," and I feel like when I read through the thing, they missed the point. Yeah. Right. I still have an ego, so it's cool for people to say I'm great. I do like that. (laughs) It's better if I feel like they've made insights, perhaps even insights that I hadn't even made Mm. into the record. Uh, uh, And then other times you have people um, write things which are really insightful, and it could be somebody well-known or it could be, like, the most random person ever. So, you you, know. that can also be really rewarding because it can be good to get well reviewing people to say nice things, but sometimes it sucks when you feel like something that was really key. People just aren't, you're like not sure if it's that you've made a lot of effort to try to do, you know, you're not sure mm-hmm. if it's like whether it succeeded or failed, you're not even sure about that. You're not even sure that anyone is aware. So, mm-hmm. you know, interesting. It's cool. And then other times it's disappointing sometimes when you're like, like if somebody did a review of terror management and like you could not like the record, but if like climate change didn't come up at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And you spent a paragraph talking about um, capitalism. Mm. Not that the two aren't connected, but you, right. you missed something. You missed something that should sure. be like there, you know? Um, Absolutely. So anyway, things like that. Like sometimes I just feel like uh, being taken seriously is it's is the best reward, you know. That's that's kind of that's kind of the point. Even if somebody doesn't understand, even if somebody doesn't think it's great, the fact that somebody took the time to really sit with it and absorb it, as Mm -hmm. opposed to just like throw off their first idea, is like one of the most dispiriting things about having some small measure more fame is like you'll see like oh if you go look at rap genius all your songs where nobody used to fill them in now a bunch of them the lyrics filled in wrong sometimes you look at what people (laughs) said and you're like what the fuck school did these what happened are are you okay with that are you gonna take your stuff off barely literate if you fuck with my music i'm totally cool with you but (laughs) sometimes i am like People should just think for one second longer. Absolutely. You'll or two. Some, you'll see some wild ass reaches up there, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those I don't... plastic man reaches. That's hilarious. 
I don't know if you remember this, but we talked about a year ago um, while you were in the Greek restaurant and you told us you were working on an album and that you thought it was your best work yet. And that record ended up being Hiding Places. And I guess I'm, you know, kind of bragging that we got to talk to you about it then and that we got to have a little insight into it. And I do think that helped me like the record more for whatever that's worth. But my question is, do you still think that like now that it has come out and now that it's gotten some level of critical acclaim, but you dropped the perhaps just as brilliant terror management in the year, do you consider hiding places to be your best work? Um, you know, it's tough because I think that that's ultimately is a different thing for me to answer than for a fan to answer. But I also think it's, or just a critic, you don't even have to be a fan, but, um, for me, um mm, that's a tough one that is a really tough one uh i think it would be difficult for me to just say the word best yeah i think yeah. That, i hear you i think that it's you too love all soon. your children <laughs> i think it's no it's too soon for one of the records okay yep mm. um yeah. and because I'm tempted to say terror management, but I need more time. Recency bias. Yeah. Um, And then I also, there are some people, again, just as a person who likes these types of arguments in my own personal life, there are people who argue that there should be a distinction drawn between dour candies and hiding places and records that are not in collaboration with another producer uh, sure Got there's it. something to be said for that yeah now if i just ignore that which is also fine because <laughs> i mean I, I compare mad villainy and operation doomsday right right um, although hold on operation doomsday doom made all the beats though yes i think so yeah there so, are guest verses, but I think he's he's certainly it's his record. He's the author of the record whether there's little contributions i think he made all the beats on operation doomsday though yeah you're probably yeah. right. I think Rompito yeah. just does some cuts, and that's it. Yeah, uh, yells so at the end of a few songs. That's, yeah. compa- that's a valid comparison, too, or whatever. But anyway, my my main point would be that I think that um, if I was to sit and be like, hey, here's one record that should that somebody should be like, this is like this, you should listen to this, then, yeah, I'd probably pick Hiding Places because I think it represents a single i mean there's a series of ideas in it but it's um i don't know man if you can't fuck with that then the rest of it won't matter yeah it's not it doesn't matter (laughs) after that i hear you um and i think that there's a, a a visceral um terror to parts of it that is unique to it as a piece of work that i've done a little bit I mean, actually, strike that. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I'll, say that um, I'll say that I think that uh, I think that there's any work that you do. There's some moments in it that are like greater than the sum of their parts. Sure. You know, where you're like, man, I in a thousand years that'll never happen again. Yeah. And I think that uh, that might there there are more of those moments maybe. And maybe that record as a piece is maybe more than because like if I went back to do it again, there are things that I would change. Mm-hmm. But I think that as a as a single piece, it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking 
pretty fucking tough. Cool, man. Uh, we agree. It, great record. Album of the year. You've made two amazing records this year. You're absolutely brilliant. And uh, I just have to tell you while I have you on the phone, if this is the last time we ever talk, I would regret not telling you. Red Dust is one of the best songs yep. I've ever heard in my life. And it means so a lot to that, me personally. So this is what I was going to say. Thank you for saying that. Because I was actually <laughs> sitting here and I was just going to say the issue is that Red Dust is probably the best song of any song on any of the, like, if I'm just looking at the record, like, even if I took the records apart. Yeah. I could say that um, that is one of uh, that is something that I wrote that um, felt like uh, an evil force leaving my body. I oh wow! Don't ever, uh, I don't ever perform that song. It's not something I'm ever gonna do. But yeah, uh, yeah I think that that's that's kind of like a tiebreaker. It's hard to beat that and the Kenny stuff. It's hard to beat. Well, we we really appreciate you coming on. Is there is there is there an Arm and Hammer record in twenty twenty? What what can we expect from yourself and kind First of? First like... of all, at the end of this year, which I actually have to show you now, though, Ooh. there's a blood thinner video. Okay. That is something else, man. Okay. I think, that that, I think that that song, Myth and Blood Thinner, and that whole preservation segment is really underrated on that record. Okay. And yeah, this Arm and Hammer is gonna come for sure. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we did a, a kind of a canvassing of of a bunch of contributors to our program. So we had ten or so folks vote on this, and Hiding Places uh, was a consensus. Um, so whatever that means, there's a plurality of nerds that uh, that really fuck with the record real tough. So we appreciate you coming on and talking about it, man. Just very, very grateful. Thank you very much, man. That is very, very rewarding to hear as I sit here trying to muddle my way through something. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. I think next year will be huge. I know Lucid has a lot of things in the work. Nice. Um, I nice. hope to do more work with Fielded. Uh, Curly Castro and Premrock have something coming on backwards. Nice. And we have some really, really, really crazy arm and hammer things happening so it's nice dude thank you so much right. thank right. you guys thanks Woods. All right. Later. Peace. Well, peace not the heat it's the dust it's not the money it's the rush it's not the weed that's a crutch it's not greed that's not enough it's not the heat it's the dust it's not the drugs, it's the cut. It's not the act, it's the touch. It's how she arch her back when she knocked the plane out the sky, sparked the genocide. Let's see who gives who a place to hide. You might be surprised. Might Either way, be wise to retrieve that black box. If you live, sometimes it's best just to circle the block. I was in the ceiling when they swept the building. I kept my head down when cops came for the children. I rode the train every day past that fucking prison. I broke bread with killers and rapists. I got money with niggas. You should not leave with the child for two fucking seconds. They don't tell you that in they raps. Don't tell me that's the past. I live in the past, Jack. It ain't even that different. Niggas round fast about bitches. Niggas supposedly abstract. White boys take what they want and just flip it. Flip it. Shrug before he licked the revolver. Should've listened. Now these are shenanigans you involved with. This the 
system The crocodile slid it in Almost graceful how he swim I'm a savage Volcano rim Just toss him in It's not the heat It's the dust It's not the money It's the rush It's not the weed That's a crutch It's not greed That's not enough Not enough It's not the heat It's the dust Not enough man You on the list Planet ain't big enough, we can't coexist. Say my prayers every night, you be in the mix. I can't wait, dream about it like sex. Etch you off the rip, help you remember what you trying to forget. I want us to be alone in your home. I want to suck the marrow out your bones. I want to show you what I learned from the worst people I ever known. I want to follow you like the Jakes. I want to swallow you, show you the hate inside. It's a lake so cold, so deep. I see you. You never saw me transferred to the sea. So close, I can see a nick from shaving. Your neck so exposed, you throw it open like a hose. Eyes wide open, I would watch you go. Seeing you in hell, all I'm thinking about when they say woods. That's all she wrote. I know the list long. I put you at the fucking top, though.